Right now, we bring the focus back to Algeria, though. The hostage crisis there isn't over, and the fate of many of the hostages remains a mystery. But some of the workers who were held by the Islamist militants are now free and talking. This Algerian man says he was in a room with 260 other captives when the Algerian army started its rescue operation. When the firing got intense, he says, everyone fled through a back door. If it hadn't been for the army, he added, we would have never gotten out. These three rescued British citizens echoed that sentiment. I think they did a fantastic job. I was very impressed with the Algerian army. Well, I feel sorry for anybody who's been hurt. Army and the gendarmes did a fantastic job. Kept us all nice and safe and fought off the bad guys. Very relieved to be out, obviously. Um, as much as we're glad to be out, our thoughts are with colleagues that are still there at the moment. Some of the confusion surrounding the Algerian crisis is due to the very remote location of the plant. The natural gas facility where the hostages were taken is literally in the middle of the Sahara Desert. It's some 800 miles south of the Algerian capital. The BBC, by the way, has a great map of the location, which really helped me get my bearings. You can see it at theworld.org. The plant, run by BP and other companies, is also huge, and hundreds of people were working there, which adds to the confusion. The facility was built by the American firm KBR, and Kevin McDonald helped design the place as chief engineer with the British company M.W. Kellogg. It's basically split into two areas, the central processing unit where uh, the gas comes in and gets treated and sent back up to the coast, and the living area, which is about a mile away. It's 25 miles from Inaminas town, and Inaminas is a pretty isolated spot. From there, it's a 25-mile bus ride out to the plant through just desert. I mean, it's, it's absolutely barren. How many uh, acres does it cover? I guess the the living area itself must be about half a mile by half a mile square. The main processing plant is about a mile long by half a mile wide. And there is absolutely nothing else there other than a military base, which is right next door to the accommodation area. What year was it built? Uh, we, We started building it, I think, in 2004, 2005, and we finished it in 2006. So 2004, that would have been uh, after the Algerian civil war. Did the government express any concern about the plant's vulnerability uh, at the time it started construction to anyone who wanted to attack it? The security risk was well known, and we had UK mercenaries that were out there that looked after the security, who set up observation posts out in the desert to keep an eye out for anybody coming in. But they could only do that during the day. At, at night, everybody had to pull back inside the camp perimeter. Wow. So even then, th- th- it was known that there was some vulnerability. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, the first thing we did when we arrived was stash our gear and go straight into a security uh, briefing. So what reaction did you have when you heard that this BP-operated plant was attacked this way? I wasn't entirely surprised that it was attacked. What did surprise me was that they were able to penetrate the camp area and take hostages. The first attack was on a convoy that was on its way to Inaminas for, for guys to go home. That's under armed escort, and they would have, I'm sure, radioed back that they were under attack, which I would have thought would have given people enough time to prepare a defense of the camp. Kevin, do you get why it is so hard right now to get information from there? No, that is the one thing that I, has uh, caused me a great deal of frustration, because obviously I've been following it very closely. I know quite a few of the guys that are probably down there. I find it very frustrating that nobody seems to know anything. Whilst it's a big facility, there aren't really many places to hide. You know, you are sitting out in the open desert. 
Is there closed circuit television inside the plant on the perimeter or on the fences? Not that I'm aware of, no. To say that it's the most remote place in the world is probably true. But on the, on the other hand, it is extremely well equipped with communications. I mean, you, you go down there, your BlackBerry will work fine. But if the attackers wanted to, if they have kidnapped people, I mean, they could go in an infinite number of directions away from the plant, then it would be, I would think, pretty impossible to find people. Well, no, you can't go in an infinite number of directions because to the south of the plant, there is a 60-meter high cliff, which cuts off any route going that way. To the left, the west side, there is also only one small track that you can travel down to get out, and that has to go right past the military camp. To the north and to the east, there is open desert, but it's not territory that you could make a great deal of speed over. Having designed and helped build this plant, have you stayed there yourself, and what was that like? I've been out there uh, over the period of time for uh, six or seven months. It's quite comfortable. You've got satellite television in your small but adequate room. It was a good social working environment. One unconfirmed report I saw yesterday, Kevin, suggested that one of the uh, militants who attacked the plant spoke perfect English and that the attackers generally had an intimate knowledge of the plant. If that's true, who would have been able to obtain that information? It's not a big surprise. A lot of the Algerians do speak pretty good English because they've had a lot of contact with UK and US people. Any of the workers could have given them an idea of the layout of the plant. You can have a good look at it yourself on Google Earth. And when you say one of the workers might have given it to them, you're not saying that as a kind of inside job, but just, you know, that stuff leaks, presumably. Yeah, it's easy enough to get that sort of information. It wouldn't even necessarily have to be overt. You could get that sort of information over a cup of tea. Well, Kevin McDonald, really good to speak with you. Okay, you're welcome.